but the way J.I. moves is unreal. It's like it's like a giraffe moving like a lion. <laughs> wow. It's unreal the way he moves for his size. So I'm excited about him this year, too. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 1st, 2019. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Terrence Ross opening up our show with a very interesting description of Jonathan Isaac. The Magic will get to see him on the court in practice along with the rest of the team tomorrow, or today, Tuesday, as training camp opens, Orlando Magic hosting Media Day on Monday. We'll recap all the festivities at Media Day uh, as we begin to turn the page to the 2020 season and get some real, actual basketball to analyze and break down. Should be a lot of fun. We'll talk about some of the storylines that came out in Media Day, the, the general goals and expectations that seem to already be getting set, as well as... Uh, again, just uh, some, some basic storylines and some takeaways, general takeaways, nothing too specific here uh, as we get into media day and start thinking about the season actually beginning. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you would find here from a local expert that knows their team best. No matter which team it is, whether it's the New Orleans Pelicans and J.J. Reddick's quest to get a 14th straight playoff bid, Zion Williamson, you are on notice. You can check out Locked on Pelicans, get a leg up on the Spurs coming up on Saturday with Locked on Spurs, and on down the line. You can find a Locked on podcast for your favorite team if you happen to stumble here for the Magic or the team that you love to hate. Whatever team you want to learn more about, you can find a Locked on podcast covering them here as the season begins. Plus, you can check out Locked On NBA for a national perspective and Locked On Fantasy Basketball for the fantasy perspective, too. You can find all these great podcasts wherever you download podcasts. Just search for Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. Without any question, the 2019 season for the Orlando Magic felt like a success. The team went from 25 to 42 wins. They made their first playoffs in seven years. Objectively, it was a successful season. It went beyond most of our wildest dreams when it came to playoff performances and and, and just generally what we thought that team was capable of. But when you talk to the Orlando Magic, When you talk to Magic players after that series against the Raptors ended, even into media day, you'd be hard-pressed to find anyone that was willing to count the 2019 season wholly as a win. The reality is, for 15 teams in the playoffs and 29 teams for the entire season, the year essentially ends with a loss. Sure, you can claim that you exceeded expectations, that you had a good season, and the Magic in 2019 did have a good season. You can claim all that stuff and would be correct. But at the same time, there's that feeling of almost emptiness. 
for every team but one, at its very core, the season ends in failure. The Orlando Magic had a good season in 2019, but it ended in failure. It left a bad taste in some players' mouths. It wasn't the ending they wanted. And what fuels teams moving forward is how they respond to that failure. Um, it was bittersweet. It was good to get there. Sucks to lose, um, especially the way we did it, like a four win, I think. So basically, sweet. But um, I, I think that's that's what fuels us. It's to you know to work hard to get back to where we were, but also to play well mm-hmm. and um, you know make it a better series and. You know, hopefully just move on to the next one. But um, I think I think that's kind of what we want to play for. And I think that's what's driving us to be better. To a man, the team, the Orlando Magic shared this sentiment from Terrence Ross. It was great to be back in the playoffs. It is extremely difficult to make the kind of turnaround the Magic made both in the season going 22-9 to finish the season as well as going from 25-42 to 42 wins total. There isn't a lack of appreciation for what the Magic were able to accomplish last year. But there's also an understanding that that isn't the end goal, that they left something on the table. The Orlando Magic had a successful season, but it didn't end the way they wanted it to end. You may recall Steve Clifford saying after the series ended that he felt, and literally right after the series ended in Game 5, that he felt the Magic could have made it and should have made that series more competitive. Nikola Vucevic certainly did not feel like he had the series that he was capable of having. And, you know, I, I think that did weigh on him at the end of the season. And while the Magic you know, slowly began to move forward, they looked back at that series and identified what was so wrong, or or a lot of the things that went wrong, their inability to generate consistent offense being primary among them. Orlando did a lot of really good things last year. But none of that matters if they don't do it again this coming season and spin it forward. Steve Clifford, as I explained yesterday, is one to not put limits on the team. So you could everyone asked Magic players, everyone asked, you know, Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, Aaron Gordon, whoever it was, asked what the expectations for this team are. Evan Fournier probably said it best. I'm not going to put a win total on it. I'm not going to say seed-wise where we want to be. But we want to get back to the playoffs and we want to do more. That whole thing, Steve Clifford's big on not setting limits and expectations on the team and Clifford said it, said it really best here too. 
The mindset to get better has to be on training camp on October. You have to use September to get better and get ready for October training camp. You have to use training camp to get ready for the regular season and the regular season you use to set yourself up for the playoffs. All the other stuff takes care of itself if you put in the work. And as the 2020 season gets ready to begin, the Magic want to do more and want to put in that work. If, if we want to do that, the, the best mindset that we have to have is to have a good training camp because that's where it'll start. You know, a big part of uh, the growth that we made last year and the, chan- and the fact that we took a step was because we did it day by day. Mm-hmm. And I think guys understood that, uh, you know, the key to this league is to, you know, start here and get to here. And that's what we did. If you look at uh, our play at the beginning of the year compared to, say, the last 34 games, you know, our guys made great improvement. And that starts with having the right attitude about work, um, about trying to be cohesive on the floor together. Uh, so, you know, people can talk about goals and all that. That's not for a coach. And that's not what wins in this league. Is what we need to do is starting tomorrow, we need to have a good October. That's what we need to do. With the Magic returning virtually their entire roster, of course, there is a sense that they know they have a certain way to play. Uh, that part probably doesn't change. There's a sense that they'll be able to understand the, the defensive concepts and offensive concepts quickly and begin to put new wrinkles in and, and hit the ground running very quickly. Of course, none of this is assured. Roles change. Players do change. And what worked last year may not work again this year. There will be some experimentation. There will be some adjustments and changes. You can't just run things back and expect the same results. That's not how this league typically works. But everyone understands that this team, A, can achieve more now that they have proof of concept that they can get to the playoffs. But they understand that achieving more is going to take a day-by-day approach. An understanding of the details. If there was one lesson that several players said they learned from the playoffs, it's that there is an added intensity that comes in the postseason. That in those moments, it is those details. It is that kind of down-to-earth, you know, daily approach, daily grind, daily work that separates teams late in the season. They found it after January last year. They found it and they rode that wave into the postseason. Of course, when they got to the playoffs, they met a juggernaut defense and struggled mightily to to find their way again. So it's important, as Evan Fournier said, that the Magic remember what caused them to be successful. If they want to turn that 22-9 team into an 82-game team, They have to get back to what worked. And not only get back to what worked, expand upon it. Show off the individual improvements that they they made and all the hard work that they got done already and put more work in together as a team. The Magic are undoubtedly hungry. 
to do all this. It felt like they spent their entire summer working in Orlando, getting better, if they weren't at the World Cup, that is, and generally approaching this season as if with, with, a, with an eagerness and an excitement, but an understanding of the work it's going to take to get there. No one, it seems, is assuming that a playoff berth is going to be gifted to them. No one assumes that they will take whatever that next step is, that unforeseen next step. But they know they have the opportunity in front of them. And they know it's going to take a lot of work to do more, as they say. I know. I think we, we have you know a lot of potential, a lot of talent, and uh, you know we can achieve good things. How good can it be? It's hard to you know put a, a number on it. You know as far as seed wise or number of wins, and uh, I don't think we really want to do that. We just want to you know keep working, you know keep uh, bringing every day, every game, and see where that takes us. But you know, I believe that we can do better than last year. Uh, but it's going to take more work and more uh, dedication than we did uh, that it took us last year. Season to take the playoffs. Um, it's a great feeling. You know, we were able to uh, really put together a great stretch down the, uh, after the All-Star break. And, you know, we, we knew if we uh, got with a couple of additions to the team and keeping essentially the same team, we have a good shot to uh, do whatever we feel like. You know, we can achieve what we want to achieve as long as everybody's on the same page. That was Steve Clifford in the clip prior to that last clip and Nikola Vucevic and Aaron Gordon in the last in the clip you just heard there. The Orlando Magic are not about to tell you they're going to win 48 games. They're not about to tell you they aim to have home court advantage. What they are here to tell you on this media day as the season gets set to begin, that they want more, however that's defined, whatever that may be. They want to win in the playoffs. They want to advance in the playoffs. But most importantly... They're ready to put in the work to get there. They're not going to rest on their laurels. They're not going to sit back and relax and believe that the playoffs are somehow a given. They understand how precious, how special, how precarious that playoff run was last year and how much work it took just to get that and how much more work it's going to take to get back and then ultimately do more. That's the mission of the 2020 season. That's the ultimate end game of the year. We don't yet know what that looks like. We don't yet know what the ultimate result might be. And surely we will make predictions because we're a content producing business and that's what we do. We're not in the coaching business. So sorry, Steve, we will, we will make expectations and set expectations and that will color our narratives for the next season. But for now, on this first day of camp, of this first day of training camp and, and media day, it really does feel like the possibilities are limitless. So long as the team is ready and willing to do the work necessary to get there. That work starts more officially on Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday morning when the Magic open their training camp.
Before we move on any further though, I want to tell you that Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com when you enter code LOCKEDON at checkout. Again, that's $30 off your total purchase of $399 or more at Indochino.com. Enter the code LOCKEDON at checkout. Media Day is, I mean, if you've watched Media Day, if you saw the photos from Media Day, Media Day is kind of a, a mishmash of, of different things. And uh, it, it's it's really a, a busy, busy, busy day for the players. Uh, they they are kind of guided from station to station. They get their photos taken in, the, in their jerseys. They, I'm sure you saw the promotional video of the Magic doing uh, random workouts in the in the in the Amway Center loading dock. Why they chose there, I don't know. Um, they they shoot they shoot some of the promotional videos that you'll see uh, throughout the the Amway Center and throughout the uh, uh, the telecast. Although they do some of those also before media day, uh, they'll do that those their sit down interviews for Fox Sports Florida as well as kind of uh, those promotional videos where you see the players kind of say. Uh, you know, this, you know, this the season does. You know, this, that, and the other thing. That you'll you'll see a lot of content trickling out from media day, but from from everyone over the next couple of days and 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 heading into into the regular season. So, it's it's a day to kind of just get everything like big out of the way, so you can focus on basketball tomorrow. It's also really the first time that players are required to kind of be in the same vicinity as each as each other. Um, they do workouts, they do voluntary workouts, but they're all voluntary. Not everyone's in town. I'm, I mean, Evan Fournier's kind of been in and out of town since returning from France from the World Cup, and that was two weeks ago. Uh, so it, it, it's really the first time that everyone's in the same room. And, and one thing that does happen, according to many accounts of what actually happens at Media Day, is once all the festivities are done, the coach will usually sit down with everyone in a meeting room explain the expectations and, and time for practice the, the next day uh, and and kind of what to expect and kind of address the team generally before the season begins. Um, you know, traditionally, somewhat traditionally, it's done over dinner. So they, they have a nice kind of team dinner. They really sit down as a team for the first time on this day. Um, so when you're at Media Day, um, besides just having a lot of stuff to do, I've got a lot of interviews to get through and a lot of content to provide you guys on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as here on the podcast. Um, but you do get a little bit of a vibe of what the team's going to be like, you know, who's feeling good, uh, you know, uh, what what the general sense of the team is. Like, I, I remember that first year with Frank Vogel when Serge Ibaka was there, there was a real urgency. Um, they spoke openly about making the playoffs, and, and it was very clear what they were expecting of themselves and and and, and everything like that. I would say the vibe at Media Day this year was very, was pretty loose. Everyone seemed very relaxed, and everyone seemed very confident. Um, I think that that there was certainly the familiarity um, gave everyone a little bit more assuredness. And you know, honestly, you know, I, I think Evan Fournier honestly said it best when he was asked about expectations. He said, "said you know, I think everyone is really excited for the season. I think you can feel it too, and it's true." I think that you know you can feel it in the fan base, and you could really feel it in the players. They want to start this season. You know, I talked for the last 15 minutes about the work that the Magic want to put in, and, and their understanding that their expectations for themselves are, is to do more. That that they weren't satisfied with that playoff appearance. 
and you know maybe I characterized it as you know kind of downtrodden that that, that you know they they that all this fuel is coming out of failure, but really this is the work you have to enjoy. Uh, uh, I mean, it is hard to win championships, and I'm not saying the Magic are a championship contending team, but it is hard to win championships. And while you do find little successes successes here and there, it's finding joy in the work to build off your failures that makes ultimate success in the NBA. And the Magic are going through that experience right now, and they seem eager and excited to do that work. To a man, um, it just felt like everyone was hungry to get back out there. Like they have unfinished business, and I mean that, that, that they felt like, it felt like they had unfinished business. Not like in an angry way, but just in a, you know, we proved ourselves last year. We're ready to prove ourselves again this year. And again, it just felt everyone was feeling that way. It didn't matter who it was. I mean, you know, Ken Birch had a confidence about him. Wessa Wundu had a confidence about him. They all seem you know, like guys that, you know, may not be in the rotation. Seem to like understand that their role with this team might be. That they're going to be called upon and that they will be ready when that comes. And the starters certainly felt that way. This the, the kind of focus of, you know, let's get this thing going. An, anti, an anxiousness just to play. A good anxiousness, not like a nervous anxiousness. Um, but, you know, obviously things are going to be different and things are going to change. And one of the things that I, that I think a lot of uh, Magic players were really excited about is the potential of their young players. Um, and, you know, obviously the big guy that everyone was talking about, and, and I do think that the Magic were smart to have that media availability for Markel Fultz last week and formally announced that he will be ready for training camp last week so that the whole focus in media day would be on the team, so that we'd be focusing on, you know, these kind of big, big picture goals and not on Markel Fultz all the time. But, you know, Fultz is a big deal. Um, uh, asking other players about Fultz, players who've been working out with Fultz, they kind of echoed a lot of the same things that they have been really impressed with Fultz's uh, work ethic. They have seen him put in a lot of work with them. Those who have played with him already, and and he's done some three-on-three action, it sounds like, said they have been really impressed by his unselfishness. That he is, you know, he's a big guard, and so he's, you know, he's got a defensive advantage there too. But they've been really impressed with with his ability to pass the ball and drive, which is exactly what the Magic want from him, I think, at this stage. A lot of them didn't even really want to talk about a shot because, honestly, it was the least important part of his game that that they've seen so far. Um, And and even guys that had just come in and maybe haven't been around Markel, it seemed like when they were asked about him, it was like, you know, everything that that teammates are telling me are that this kid has worked his butt off to be back and he looks pretty good. Fultz, to his credit, you know, continues to say a lot of the same lines that, you know, he knows what it's like to have the game sort of taken away from him, uh, which it was, essentially, when, when he had this injury. And so he has a better appreciation for his opportunity to play, and his goal isn't to hit any individual accolades. It, it really didn't sound like Fultz cares if he starts. It certainly didn't sound like Fultz cares how much he scores. His goal this year appears to be just to go out there and play and to have fun. And honestly, I, I think that's kind of refreshing. Having a guy who who is who, who understands how precious this game is 
and just kind of goes out there and plays freely, I, I think that can be a huge advantage. I think it'll help Markel, Markel in the long run as well. Of course, we still don't really know what he looks like, but Fultz is cleared for training camp tomorrow. He's going to be a full participant. They will, of course, still monitor him. And, you know, while it didn't sound like they, they had a, a like, preset load management plan for him, Jeff Weltman did say that it will be vital that Fultz has good communication with the medical staff, with the coaching staff, and, and with the front office to make sure that he is able to get through the whole season. So definitely still plenty to manage on the Markel Fultz front. But Fultz continued to say that he's taking things day by day, but did say this. He is targeting Saturday's preseason opener. He wants to play in Saturday's preseason opener. Of course, doing that is dependent on getting through the first couple days of training camp. But Fultz is full go, full bore, and ready to play. And that is that was confirmed during media day. You know, I, I don't think there's any reason to question that. And if Fultz performs well in training camp and performs well in these first few practices, he's going to play against the San Antonio Spurs on Saturday. So we will probably see Markel Fultz on a basketball court very, very soon. I mean, who knows what the Magic want to do? Who knows how they want to manage it? I would still venture to guess he will sit out the home game against the Philadelphia 76ers. But we'll, we'll leave that to another day as well. So the Magic... Certainly got good news on that front. Other observations that I had at Media Day, I have to say, um, you know, there there was some muscle watch. Michael Carter Williams said he put on 15 pounds. Jonathan Isaac said he put on 20 pounds. Um, Mobamba's obviously put on some weight as well. You know, we're, we'll, we'll get to that. But something else that, that I really noted um, and it really struck me um, was. Jonathan Isaac just just felt very much at ease. Um, you know, I'll talk a little bit more about Isaac later on in the week. I, I, I'm planning on writing something about him, um, but his media availability during media day, he just felt just very smooth and comfortable. And I would say that you know, typically when you have rookies and and have young players, um, my experience has been they tend to be a little more closed off. They're a little unsure of themselves in, in the media scrum. You know, when you have you know. 10 people sticking a microphone in your face. It's it's an awkward way to talk. And I think Isaac, to some extent, you know, not afraid, was, you know, not walking on eggshells, not afraid, you know, a little, maybe a little afraid to, to rattle the boat, but, you know, was perhaps a little guarded or, or just a little unsure of himself. And, and I think that was reflected in his game a little bit. You know, he was still trying to figure himself out, figure out his place in the league, still learning the league in a lot of ways. And, and I think that all showed. This may mean nothing, but he commanded his media scrum today. He was just cool as a cucumber, just really just just confident is the way I would describe it. And the Magic do have big expectations for Jonathan Isaac this season. They want him to be a little bit more on the ball. They want him to attack more off closeouts. They don't want him just to be a standstill three-point shooter. It does sound like the Magic want to run more offense for him. So, seeing Isaac kind of exude this confidence, I think, is, I think it's a really good sign. I mean, certainly it's a sign of maturity and comfort, which 
I think can only help him in whatever role he's going to have. I'm not here to predict that he's going to, you know, break out and be an all-star or anything, but, you know, I, I, I think he showed a level of maturity and just and discomfort that, that I think was really refreshing to see after kind of two seasons being the rookie. Um, so I, I think that that was, that was something that stuck out to me uh, throughout the whole media day, throughout the whole um, process. Now, another thing that was interesting to note as well is, is the Magic do seem like they want to push the pace a little bit more. Um, that was something that Steve Clifford has talked about. You know, Mike, Michael Carter-Williams was asked about it as well. Um, the Magic want to create easy offense. Um, that, that is something that they want to do. And, and Clifford understood and said, you know, studying the offense, that when they picked up the pace in that second half of the, off- and second half of the season, that's when their offense really took off. And, and that's, that's really something that they have to do to fix their offense and get it moving in the right direction. So I, I think that that's something to keep an eye on. Throughout uh, training camp, it's a little bit hard to measure. Steve Clifford did reference pace and the pace number, which is possessions per 48 minutes. Um, the Magic did bump that pace up pretty significantly, uh, especially when Michael Carter-Williams was on the floor. So definitely possible that, that that's going to be a me- measurement to watch. But uh, uh, pace doesn't always represent what coaches mean. The, the pace statistic doesn't always represent what coaches mean when they talk about pace. Uh, usually... What coaches mean when they talk about pace is how quickly you initiate your offense and how quickly you move through your offense um, so you play at a higher intensity level. So I think that's something to keep an eye on as well. Um, otherwise, you know, just it seemed like there was a lot of eagerness to get this thing started. Um, you know, I don't think I've, I've felt this much anticipation for a season um, since I've been covering the Magic. Um, you know, even, you know, I was around some of the playoff teams with Dwight Howard. You know, there was sort of a, the regular season had a mundaneness to it. Um, you know, I, I don't. I don't think uh, a lot of the players in, in that group, you know, they, they understood how serious their their goal was because they were trying to win a championship. Um, this group really feels like they 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 feel like it feels like they they feel like they're on the cusp of something, and they're they're eager to to kind of do the work to get it out. And and so I think that's really where a lot of this anticipation comes from and a lot of this excitement comes from. So it's going to be an interesting season. Uh, certainly going to be a fun one to get through. And if, if the Magic can deliver on these promises, then we got something really special coming up this this year. I want to thank you all again, though, for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himalaya, Spotify, the Google Play app, and all the fun places and all the podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out Orlando Magic Daily. Dot com. You can follow us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. I'll be out at Orlando Magic practice tomorrow, so I'll have another report for you from there as the Magic open up training camp uh, and get ready for the 2020 season. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.